And I was just like stunned that like she didn't ask any questions. She like nothing. And Becky was like, Oh my God, she's the perfect person. Like you need, like if you commit a crime, like call her. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, no questions. She's just like, yeah, whatever. She's like, Joey's like that. Joey's my crime scene friend. Like he's not, he's like, Oh, okay. You got to move a body. No problem. And I was like, well, Becky, who said the crime has to be murder? <laughs> She's like, oh, I just assume with me it's murder. <laughs> and I was like, that's a good question for the podcast. Who's your, like, crime scene friend? Crime scene friend? I prefer not to commit a crime. This is whole story is making me anxious just talking about it. But, like, if you were in a movie, you're a character in a movie, and you somehow got involved in a crime, whatever it is, like, who's that person that you call? No questions asked. I think like Bronze is your person. No, no, no. Bronze is, like, not going to ask I'll, I'll say this. I have not thought about this. Well, Becky brought that up. Who's your, like, your ride or die is a specific friend. You know what I mean? Like, you can cry with your specific friend, but, like, Becky was like, who's that friend that... You need that favor, whether it's you committed a crime or whatever it is, because that's the example Becky and they're, used. And they're not going to ask any questions. No questions asked. They're like, yeah, cool, done. That That is... A particular brand of human, and That I is thinking about that. that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like maybe now mine is Becky, because <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's already thinking ahead. of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where we invite you to join our family and talk about movies and listen to us make fun of each other and make fun of us as well yourself. We're doing things a little differently today because of various schedules. So not only are you getting the siblings in various configurations that are different than all three of us together, but we are, this episode's going to probably be edited out of order, but that will make it also a lot of fun right now, though. I'm with my sister, Lily. Lily, how are you? I'm good. I'm great. That's Um, good. Before we get into Stranger Things, the conclusion of Stranger Things, I wanted to note that one of my favorite things, Stranger Things things I did lately, was in the previous episode, was match up songs by Beanstalk Library with images from the TV show for our social media promotion. The thing is that by the time people hear this episode, they won't. They were, it was in your stories, so they won't be able to see them. Oh no! I saved them as highlights. I saved them as. Highlights. Oh good. Oh, I good. think I did, or good. maybe I didn't. Oh well. <laughs> Either way, then they missed them. Followed my stories, and something that is really cool is that that one of the best. I think my favorite one that I did was a picture of Elle with her eyes being covered when she's going to going into the water world or whatever that thing is, the blank space. And I put on the song Feeling My Way in the Dark by Beanstalk Library. And yes, which has been like my driving anthem this week. I, I keep like rocking out to it in the car. And I have a surprise for you. Ryan, who was our amazing guest last time, gave us permission to tack on Feeling My Way in the Dark to the oh, end 
with this episode. That is amazing. So get excited, people, to rock out to that song. So this has been like the anthem of us, of this, of the of the Friday Night Movie family over the last week or so. So stay tuned at the end of the episode. We'll, we'll have that track for you, and then check out Beanstalk Library and buy it or stream it or whatever. Okay, Stranger Things, the conclusion of Season 3. I wrote a ton of questions down, and we're not going to be able to tackle all of them, but we'll tackle some of them, and then Becky will tackle some of them later when, when I catch up with her. But I want to start, first of all, with your reactions, Okay. There, um, are, there are, and and we and, and on this show we go right to spoilers. We talk about things the way people talk about shows. This isn't a movie review show. This is like what how we would talk about something at our dinner table. So right now, skip to the end. Listen to "Feeling My Way in the Dark" if you haven't finished Stranger Things season three. I want to start with the biggest moment of the show, which is Hopper. Oh, okay. Just kidding. Yeah, because I just texted you and Becky repeatedly, Hopper, over and over again. Right, and you stopped watching that episode in the middle of it? You stopped watching that episode in the middle of it? No, no, no. I just... Yeah, because um, no. you went to bed. You went to bed before that scene. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was yeah. like, I can't believe you're stopping watching this before the But I didn't, that, I mean, if that had happened, I wouldn't have stopped. But yeah, I stopped about halfway through. So I was too tired. how did you feel <laughs> about, uh, so A. I, I felt really disappointed and sad that he was going to be dead because I love him. He was like my favorite character seasons one and two. I love him. I always say, you can go back and listen to previous steps. I love Hopper. However, he was so fucking annoying in the season that I was like, well, I guess if he has to die, he's so annoying, then he'll just die. I was like, they, and I guess they, it's stupid of them to do that because if he's going to die, I want to be like shocked and floored and like, no, but they dragged him like through such like annoying character development in the season because if they were going to, it made me actually think he's really dead. Because I was like, they made me not like him anymore, so now he's dead. Yeah, you know it was I mean? almost like it was almost like they were mad at him. <laughs> it felt like they yeah. were like, oh well, I guess David Harbor thinks he's a big star now, and we're gonna make his character a jerk, and then we're gonna kill him off. Kill him. And that's I'm where like, I was when I finished when I finished the season when I was just before I'd read anything, and I was like, oh. I haven't read anything yet because I was like, I wanted to. I mean, I probably should have done some research for this episode, but I kind of wanted to like just have my opinion because I feel like so many there's so many opinions out there now. So so just um, let's say. In the world where he's actually dead, I was like, ugh, they made him annoying anyway. I guess they were sort of ending his story. Right, that's what I thought. And and Ryan sent us an article where, in the article, they talked about how oafish they made him this season and how they they did him dirty this season. For sure. Unless they're bringing him back and he's going to have, like, a massive redemption and he was, like, weightlifting in that Russian prison and he looks fantastic and he's shaved. Then, uh, then they really like. Oh yeah, they so, for at, sure did not let him at, go out properly. At first, I thought it was a gutsy move. Hopper was kind of annoying all season, and he was sort of lost. And then they were, you know, they were pulling the Bruce Willis and Armageddon thing, which is I, a terrible movie. Like, if that's where your mind goes, then I'm like, 
how shitty they, they've treated this. Because I don't care what anybody says, that's the worst movie. So then, of course, if you get to the end of credits scene, when they show the Russian prison, they mention, oh, there's an American in prison, and the only person that would make any sense of that to be would be Hopper. And since you didn't see him get vaporized like all of the other Russians did in that scene where they all melt with the whatever the key gun laser beam thing and so my theory is of course that hopper jumped through the upside down as a portal to russia right because the, the motivation of the russians getting into the upside down to me has never made a hundred percent sense but if they were trying to create a way in which you could invade the united states without having to cross flying or anything like that like basically un un um unseen and that and it's like a bridge between the two continents then then except that they're they're like doing it and there's like a massive underground like at that point just to invade the united states instead of making this mad underground mall structure with a huge laser where you can just get caught right we're, we're, we're by the but way they're in the u.s where russians are walking around in full military uniform inside the right. united states it, it, inside the U.S. So if that's the person, that's really stupid. The only thing that really makes sense is if they're trying to weaponize the um, upside down. The mind Weaponize the, the mind flayer. Well, but anyways. Wait, we have not seen the mind flayer yet. The mind flayer is, or is the mind flayer the shadowy spider? I don't, I don't, I don't really fucking know. know. I feel like they don't fucking know. And at the end of it, when the whole thing ends, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, another one of those demogorgons? And Becky's like, it's a demodog. And I was like, no, 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 no. That, no, you called it a demodog. That's a demogorgon. No, I called it. I called yeah. it a demogorgon, and Becky said it's a demodog. It's and not I'm a demodog. Like, what the fuck is the difference? I, the demodogs walk like dogs. I thought that was a demogorgon. It was standing. But also, okay. I mean, there's a lot of like, questions what? I have. We'll get, we'll, we'll get into that. But let, let's finish up with Hopper and just say, yeah. I like your theory, which is redemption arc. He works out in a prison because they made such right. a big deal about how out of shape and just how like slovenly he was this season. That, and this show. The show ultimately, and I, and I like this about the show. It wants a happy ending. It doesn't. It doesn't really want to make you feel bad. And so, right. to yeah, me, right. if this That's is the halfway, perfect. if this is the halfway point in a, in a, in a series between, uh, you know, a five a five season series, and this is like the Empire Strikes Back, where they they it ends they, dark, and then it wins, but but at, at very high costs and with bigger looming right. threats coming, then I'm. I'm I'm good with that. I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay, now the sure. other scene, the other thing I want to talk about, and and uh, to reference the fact, anyways, the other thing I want to talk about is never-ending story. Uh, I'm so like, I I I'm almost feel as emotional about that as um, Back to the Future. Like so the, the two are give us your riff on that. Related. What? Give us your riff on that. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Here's the thing. It's not fair. And I'm like being full on fucking serious about this. Like I, I, that is my favorite movie. And it's like the weirdest, like one, like thing in common that me and my husband have from our childhoods, because we actually grew up on different continents and completely different cultures. Five and a half years apart 
so or five years apart so like that's a massive age difference plus like the cultures are so different yet both of us that movie like bi- like binds us together so it's very emotional for me i love it you know it, it binds you and me together shy because it, it, you know our past with that movie used to trick me into coming in during the scary scenes and like terrify yeah. the shit out of me as a kid it's an iconic movie so much. it is now what is like it's so it's complex for me to break down is it fair for me to be upset because these kids have no business singing that song and they have no business just throwing that into this movie because it's it holds like a place in in film history and you can't just like throw Casablanca up on the screen or can you like maybe this is how people who felt close to Casablanca feel when it's like literally put on the screen in so many movies right and probably the actors didn't even see it and so you know like you're you're talking about now we're old enough that they're there are movies that are using things from our childhood in them. And it's is it fair that the actors weren't born then? No, it's not their fault. But should they have had to like do a course on 80s film and like film studies? Maybe. I mean, it's a show about nostalgia from that era. I'll, I'll give. I'll, so here's. So so what you're referring to is the fact that I read that the actors had never heard the song before. Not yeah. the, the younger actors. The older actors had heard it. They they referenced right. how um, Hawk uh, Robin Robin like she knew the song because she grew up with like her parents are fucking. Yeah, our parents are the fucking coolest. So and so, um, and so I so so in that sense that annoys me. And the reason why, and I'll give a comparison. So Sean Gambroni, who plays Adam on the Goldbergs, who I, you know, mm-hmm. humble brag, got a chance to interview with Lons and Ash. When we asked him about a lot of the '80s stuff, he hadn't seen everything, but in general, he was a real like like a student of that period. Like he'd, he'd seen a lot of stuff and he was willing to see a lot of stuff. And I just felt like his embracing of that, of that world was just like a little bit more. Now he's older than these kids. So, so I, I know it's possible to embrace these things. Now, yeah, and I'm sure they, they did, but look, do I, would I prefer that they're singing the song and making a reference to the fact that it was like used in a relationship and is a cute thing between this couple? Fine. I prefer that over throwing fucking Marty McFly up on the screen 10 times to beat me over the head with the fact that like, yes, it's set in the eighties when that has oh, nothing to do with the story, sure. at least never ending story. The song is there's no footage of the movie. Thank God. And at least the song is sort of worked in as like an organic thing of like, it's See, this thing between Dustin th- and this is, this is where I differ. I don't think it was organic. I thought it came out of nowhere. And well, it, it did it, come it, out of nowhere, but to it, me, there were a lot of make it were, part of the story, but there were a lot of things in this season, right? Like, this show is supposed to be somewhat dramatic. It's not supposed to be just, like, a bunch of meta jokes about the 80s. At least, or maybe it is. I don't know. Like, sometimes no, I'm not sure. No, it's not We've supposed to be. And... If I uh, saw another fucking can of new Coke in this show, in this season, I was gonna, like, throw something at the TV. I was like, enough with the new Coke. We get it. It was a thing. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. The, the first season of the show was not like that. There's a few like Atari t-shirts and a bunch of references in like the music, but it wasn't this much. They're yeah. like, we have to give it for the, we have to give it to the fans. But like so, enough already. So in that sense, it, it bothered me because a Susie 
I mean, I knew Susie was real. Susie had to be real. Dustin wasn't putting a a, no, a, yeah. a tower on the I, I was excited for, no for her to be real. And it's but, great that they made her real and useful for the story. But for the amount that he talked about her, they never referenced the never-ending story at all. No. And, like, they could no, have just exactly. referenced that they saw the movie. Like, they didn't even, like, there was no basis for, I mean, obviously you would assume this kid has seen the movie, but it was it was like Hopper's mustache and dressing him up like Magnum. People were like, Becky made that really great point. People were just like, you know what would be so cool if we had a musical scene where they sang Never Ending Story? Never Ending Story. Wouldn't where that be we, so cute? Wouldn't that be so cute? And everyone would think it was so nostalgic and awesome. So... To me, it, it was in itself on its own amazing, but then just make it an after credits musical scene. Like, don't, right. don't put it in I'll the take, middle you, of. You, no, like the most crucial scene in the movie where they need to get the code so they can go get the USB keys or whatever. And it's like, we have to stop and just have the 80s throw in our face in like a climax moment on the show. And, and again, like, not something. Bad and, writing. and there were opportunities to talk about it. So when Dustin and Erica argue over whether or not she's a nerd and he talks about My Little Ponies and all of that, why couldn't he have worked in the never-ending story as part of that argument. So right. at least we know he likes the show, the like likes the movie. There the was movie, just nothing yeah. to have such a big pop culture nod. It needed to have been earned. Otherwise, it's just a randomly good, like, playing right. for the cheap seats. Seats. Well, right? I think that's Everyone... what I don't. I don't, and I don't think they care that like the you know five nerds that watch the show that give a shit about this stuff. Like us. Well, and, and that's where I and that's husband, where I get. He was like, "Oh, that's so cute! I love that movie." I was like, "No!" And I was like, "Damn it! They're playing to you. Well, <laughs> they're making in, the show for people like you." In, in that in that sense, in that sense, I the show does stick with its playing for the sort of wider audience because there are other shows that are more niche that I like more, like Ash vs Evil Dead and Stand Against Evil, and that that I think uh, that I think do this kind of stuff that. That, that do this kind of weird mixed worlds uh, sci-fi kind of stuff better but have a much smaller audience so in that sense okay they, good for them people love it if it made people happy that's fine the only other thing though from a plot standpoint is follow me here mm -hmm. right hot take Dustin and Susie killed Hopper because think about the seconds upon seconds, right? The butterfly effect oh, of them stopping to sing a for, song for two to three minutes in a moment of life and death. And, and think about the fact that Hopper, right? If, if things finish sooner and Hopper's there to turn the key and the big Russian doesn't show up, Hopper doesn't get arguably right. vaporized. So, like, in the yeah. end, when everybody's talking with each other and stuff, and they're like, oh, my God, we can't believe Hopper's dead. No one was like, yeah, Dustin, thanks for stopping to sing a whole song while we were all fighting for our lives. I mean, maybe Billy uh, doesn't. Maybe Billy doesn't die. <laughs> like, how is, how is, how is <laughs> Max Although even his blood, talking to his Dustin? blood was black. So, I think at that point, I'm not sure he's making out of there. Fair, <laughs> even though fair he enough. turned good. But, but I'm just saying, like. Oh, but that's, like, something that I did appreciate, and I don't mean to, like, hop around here, but. Um, when they have uh, Eleven go into Billy's memory and that whole shtick with his mom and the beach and everything, right? In my head, I'm like, okay, guys, like, don't be dumb-dumbs. This is coming back, right? You're showing me 
all this shit because this is going to be important. And then when she uses that to save herself and him, well, he dies anyways, but when he uses that to save herself, at least I was like, okay, that's how you write a show, guys. Yeah, like, that, that that was really good. In general, like Billy to me is one of the stronger that, elements. Of this that scene. he gets redeemed to me because I was like shitting on him on our other episode about the show, and that his whole purpose gets redeemed. Like to yeah. me, it's like you know, it's useful. I, um, I love. I love that. His backstory I... is useful. His trauma, his abusiveness, all of that comes full circle. And the contrary, if they don't do that with Hopper, like seasons four and five, I'm going to be annoyed. Right, so right. Like, How does you know, Billy run end this... up better developed than Hopper? Exactly. That's my point, you know? And they did a good job with Billy, so I have faith in them. But I just hope they chill out. I mean, they've used up all the 80s references. I don't think there's anything left in the 80s. Do you know well, what I mean? Like, there's what a lot they... of things in the 80s. Oh, so, sure, so... but like they've used Madonna, Back to the Future, Never Ending Story, Coke, like... I mean, what else are they going to, like, Prince? Like, what do we have to, I, you know, like, they're they're really, like, schmaltzing it up. I hope they tone it down for four and five. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, in, 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 yeah, we'll see. Okay, so that those are those are my big, big, big top. Those are my big top questions. Other people had other questions. Now, do, from my list of questions, is there another particular one you want to address? Um, I think there's so many questions that you have in here that I asked during the show, but I was like, oh, what's the point? Like, you know, why can Murray all of a sudden get through all the vents that only Erica could get through or whatever? <laughs> like, that doesn't... I, was, I, I thought... I see that it's on your list. I thought of that while I was watching the show, and I was like, oh, whatever. Like, what am I going to, like, worry about this and not, you know, what I'm trying to enjoy? I'll say um, I was surprised Murray survived. I thought Murray yeah, was going to be the like one who sacrificed He's earned surviving, considering, like, he's been an outcast and been, you know, a paranoid, you know, crazy journalist, and then finally is redeemed. I'm like, let the guy survive. Um, and then, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, what is the point of the Russians? I don't, you know, you, that's a good question. They needed a bad guy for this season. Are we assuming that they're going to finally go get the X-Men from season two, that episode, to go get Hopper? Because then what the hell was the point of those guys? Are they just, like, saving Elle's sister for the end of the series? It's just sort of, like, I... If I don't have to, like, see another Demogorgon, I'm good. But I guess that's... We're still we're still dealing with that. I, I think in the end... Because they're doing this five five season show, like there's one big villain. It's not like a villain a season. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. So this, this is, is what one I kinda, big story. I thought it was gonna be one. I thought it was gonna be one villain season one, season two, and then we were gonna get like another more human villain. You know, even though there's supernatural stuff like seasons three and you know four, three and then four and five is gonna be something else. It, it is but interesting. But I guess it's like Orphan Black, which is five seasons, one villain. It is interesting to me that the villain isn't humans at this point. Usually I feel like in a sci-fi movie, whether it's Alien or something else... Well, the Russians were bad, I guess. But they're not like... The way the show portrays them, they're not humans. They're like these... (laughs) They're like these... Except for Alexi. They're like these 
you know, right. sort of caricature cartoon villains. They're not, it's not like the American government trying to use, I mean, maybe we'll find out later. Oh, you know, also another 80s thing, the Terminator, like that whole Terminator scene and the episode where Alexi dies. Um, you know, that was also like super obvious. I mean, there's so many yeah, obvious things. I would have liked a little more explanation as to why that Russian was so superhuman, okay. other than that he was just a tough Russian. Like, he was... Right. It was too... Also, why did Hopper shoot him in the chest, but not the head? Hopper I thought tough. he died. And, and, and then, then Jose's and, like, he's wearing a bulletproof vest, he's not dead. And I'm like, do you shot, he shot him with a machine gun, like, two feet from him. And then, he could have shot him everywhere. And then That's when, just so stupid. And then when Hopper goes goes into the complex and they're taking all of the weapons from the Russians, he's like, I don't need a bulletproof vest. I mean, he didn't say that, but I was like, you're not right. a bulletproof vest. It's too right. small. And I, I love how somebody at one point says, come on, Magnum, whatever. And I'm like, just in case audiences didn't pick up on the fact he's trying to be like Magnum. Thank you. Thank you for that. I thought that was a bit much, too. I see you have here, Mind Flare Beast knows how to use a walkie-talkie. What is that from? There was, I, I feel want... like there was one part where, like, the Mind Flare can, like, hear the walk. No, the Mind Flare, like, screams into a walkie-talkie at one point. Like, it... I guess, just because the walkie-talkie's there. Oh, no, to, like, it, let them know that, know that he's, he's there. got them, right? Like, I don't know. Right. Just, no, okay, so, I mean, we're complaining about things, we're kind of joking about things, but I, overall, oh, I really... Oh, it's great. I, I, I'll I watch really liked four, it. Five, six. I'll watch whatever they make. Like, it's super fun. I felt more... I don't know if it was my mood. I don't know if I had higher expectations. I'm more critical of this season than any other seasons. And oh, I'm, see, you know... I'm less critical of this season. No, I'm I, more I've progressively critical. gotten less critical of the show. Like, I think I need to change my mindset for season four because then I'm just not going to enjoy it. Like, I think it's stupid to be critical is basically the point. I think for me, because I was, I always came in with like, with from I came out with the first season. All right, this is all right. I really love the characters. For me, I'm I, I can point out the things that I think are dopey, but it doesn't make me like the show less because I really like the characters and I like what they're doing with them and and I love the yeah. new characters. I'm Look, like, wow. I find it's rare that a show adds new characters or develops old characters and brings them forefront and they're good. Like that is not common. And I loved the new characters. And like Ryan said yeah, last week, you know, even more than the old characters. Um, I think that they, the original characters are fine for me. They're doing great. But the, you know, Robin, my God, Maya Hawk, I can't wait to see this girl's career. Also, it's sort of like, I love Uma Thurman so much. And like, she's older, maybe doesn't make as many movies. How like, blessed are we that we get a mini Uma Thurman and now get to watch her have an amazing career? Because <laughs> if you close your eyes, it's like watching fucking Kill Bill. It's so weird. Like, to, she sounds exactly like her. It's to me, it's like mind blowing. So, um, I love that she got this part and I thought she was great in it. Do you want to quickly, like maybe before we conclude, because I guess you're going to, you're going to talk a lot with Becky about this, but about the whole like lesbian reveal, it's not on here on your list. Oh no, I didn't mention that, but go ahead, go for it. I just, I think it's great that they have, I think it's fantastic that there's a character that's not heterosexual and it's all about these teenagers coupling up. Um, I was wondering if they're going to do that with Will. That didn't seem to be the plan. That's fine. I just find it annoying that they allude to the fact that she had a crush on him, that she was obsessed with him because she says it. And then they, then she has 
to him that actually it's this weird like backwards thing because she was in love with Tammy and she likes girls and in my head I'm like why can't she just be a girl who likes girls from the beginning like why did they need to trick the audience I just find that annoying uh, the part that just bothers me it's the same thing that happened in night school which is right. well, it's I, like somebody can't not be obsessed with Steve unless they're a lesbian that's also the other thing <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I'd like to. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to change Robin's sexuality. I just. No, I don't right. like this thing that all characters have to have crushes on each other, and the only thing that can undo the crush is the is the sexuality. Like, why can't we model healthy friendships between right. men and women, or or people of the same sexual orientation right that also right. don't want to sleep with each other or also aren't trying to make out with each other like right. that's, and if someone is, that's really is gonna be um if somebody is gonna be uh gay or, or gender fluid or uh, uh sexuality that's fluid whatever um any of the above then can can't their character own that from the beginning like I mean, can't like can't we just know that and that's like something about their character and if not if we don't need to know it then we don't need to know it she could just not like Steve but the point is that I just found it a bit much the way that they hit it alluded to the fact that she liked Steve and was obsessed with him and then she's like actually no that's completely wrong I like girls I I don't like the way that they revealed it that's all it was great acting. Again, it was another one oh, of those yeah. moments she's, that I thought was fantastic. a great scene. It was a great scene. And he, he did great, too, when he was like, but she's a girl. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, cool. I don't know if that's how it would play out in the 80s. I have no idea. But whatever. The fact that, like, it's important for kids in 2019, regardless of how it would have gone down in the 80s, to see that. So, and so to I'll, see them I'll, I'll, be able to be friends. That's important. So I'll that's say this. Great. Steve's reaction was great modeling, though. If I'm talking about modeling, I sure, think Steve absolutely. being respectful and not whining and not making a thing of it and not trying to change her, you know, or anything like that. Actually, I, I should really be fair and say that in itself was actually a great example to set. And I, and I really For sure. wish, I really wish, you know, you had seen more of that in our lifetime. So in that sense, on its own, yeah. I think that's great. But that's that could you know, and that's and that makes sense. Him liking a girl and her coming out to him, okay. But there's sort of this bigger trend that I think we need to see more modeling of in shows, which is uh, particularly men uh, uh, with women who they could be dating, right? Just being right. good, normal friends, and not you know, I and not and not living in this world where when Harry met Sally's whole thesis that men and women can't be friends is right. the is the is the answer, you know, and I think that just that sets people up for a very weird relationship between the genders. Well, it's been yeah, it's been like that forever. Like that's what it's been. So it would be nice that now not only do they not have to be together, okay, but it's because one of them is gay. Let's just let's also show them not maybe just not being together. Yeah, like okay, so so here here would be the next thing I wouldn't mind seeing. I'd like to see Steve and Nancy just be friends. Right. Exactly. You know? I'd like to Steve. That's I mean, awesome. I guess Max can is friends with the other boys, so that kind of works. But you don't really see a lot of her friendship with the other boys. You see her relationship with Lucas, and they're younger, so that's a little bit different. But anyways, mm -hmm. as as a guy who grew up with sisters and who has a lot of really really close female friends and male friends, but a lot of close female friends, like I would like to see more, like. 
good friendships that are platonic be modeled. Right. Um, and Steve, by the yeah. way, Steve Harrington is a is has a real opportunity here because he modeled a great reaction to Robin. Let's see. Let's see some more here. Yeah, for sure. And I, my just quick prediction before we close out is that at some point, like in the future, maybe they're going to flash forward or maybe just as they get older or at some point, I feel like if they do flash forward of them as adults before the show ends, Dustin and Erica are together. I'm just saying. Oh, so, so you basically contradicted everything we just said. Like, I feel like they laid the groundwork with the we're both nerds, my little pony thing. Like, they're, I'm like, oh, great. Now these two are going to be together. Because, like, they've told me that the whole season. Everybody has to couple up. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I would be happy if Dustin and Erica were together. I would also be happy if Dustin and Erica just became really good friends because they went or, exactly and solved problems together. Exactly. But I'd I'm rather not, ha- I'd rather them have to go one way or the other. <laughs> Right. I like I like the idea. I hope that in next season, like she's part of the team and they're like BFFs. I mean, that would be great. Yeah, that's kind of like when you became friends with all of my friends. Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. Okay. Exactly. Let's close out on your MVP, your LVP, and your MIP. End of season MVP, LVP, MIP. Like you were where you were a few days ago versus where you are now. Um. I will say that my MVP is now Steve. I just love him. Um, shout out to Lons, because I know like that's her like future husband in the past. It's I guess now he'd be like sixty or whatever. <laughs> or fifty. Um, but yeah, I, I just I thought Steve was great. He really brought it. He was comedic relief. He had great moments. Uh, he was brave. Um, and then LVP, um, gonna go with Jonathan. Even Nancy kind of brings it, uh, towards the end. She stands up in front of that car, like when Billy's going to run them over and she's pretty brave at the end. Jonathan, I still don't get it. Um, and most improved, what I would say Billy's definitely the most improved. I'm not a fan. And by the end I was like, you got me, Billy. I love that curl mullet. Um, so yeah, those are mine. Okay, my MVP, I I gotta go with L. L and Millie Bobby Brown. I think Millie Bobby Brown's acting. Oh, let's end. also just quickly say it was very cool that she lost her powers and they all had to band together and save her. That was cool. Yeah. Right. A- and and L- she's still MVP with no powers. And, and by the way, with the whole nosebleed thing, I told you there are consequences for so many nosebleeds. Yeah, but it's not because she was going and like sneaking up on people. It's because she beat the like <laughs> big bad guy for like an hour and Whatever. then he bit her leg off so. <laughs> the point is is that millie bobby brown at the end of that yeah for, for you to I, feel the emotional impact of hopper who is such a douche all season yeah she has to be such a great actress and l has to be such a strong character and she was like I, she's the oscar winner of the group she's going on after this and she will be yeah. like in oscar winning movies like she's She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I hope she just paces herself and has a good agent and and handles this all really well, because she's amazing. She seems she seems very grounded. She seems awesome. All right, LVP, my LVP. I guess you know, 
You know, I'm gonna okay. So here's gonna my LVP. I'm gonna go with Hopper, not because I don't love Hopper as a character. No, I agree. They, He's the worst. This they season. just he was just he was. such a baby all season, and they and it was the way they wrote him. Like I, I mean, in some ways, it's not it, it now again. It's not David part, Harbour's fault. If if it's part of a bigger arc, then that's great. Like David Harbour's awesome, and Hopper's really him. cool. But but he was set up to be the LVP of this season, and. Yeah. And my MIP, my previous one was Joyce, who I really did love in the season. But I would say by the end of the season, I'm going to go with Max because I wasn't the biggest Max fan. I mean, Max was fine, but I wasn't the biggest Max fan. And I still don't know. Okay, I see that. But I think that, like, I think Max, like, overall, when you watch how critical she was as a member of the group of friends in drawing out Elle's character in the conflict with her brother being killed that doesn't get resolved. I think Max like became a much more interesting character for me by the end of this season. I'm much more interested in where that character is going than I was in the first season where the first season she appeared in, in season two when she was kind of just like a, a, a new kid on the block. Now I'm right. interested in what's going to be the outcomes of everything she's dealt with. Um, so that that's where I'm. That's where I'm with that. Okay, Lil, where can people follow you? Chichi K Gomez on the Twitter, and I am tweeting these days, people. You are, and you can follow me at Pancake for Table. You can follow me at Pancake for Table, and I'll and Friday Night Movie. You can follow at Friday Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram, and I'll do the rest of the spiel when I record with Becky later. No one can I see I've worked the land I've traveled over the sea Nothing happens forever Nothing happened before Stuck in the here and now Wanting you more and more Patient as I've ever been Can't give up the fight that I'm in But I'm feeling my way in the dark Need a light shining Precipitation Never seems to grow old But I traded in a second for a son of my soul
interpretation never seems to grow old but i traded in a second for sun in my soul Let me know if I should just go back home.